Welcome to Bob Cargill's Marketing Show, a ridiculously awesome podcast bursting with insightful commentaries and intriguing conversations on the topics and issues that are on the minds of marketers, advertisers, social media, and PR professionals today. Hey, everybody, this is Bob Cargill from Bob Cargill's Marketing Show. And as we record this episode, episode 123, can't believe it. That's a lot of episodes. It's Friday, March 26, 2021, a nice spring day. Geez, we're more than a year into the pandemic. I can't believe it. We can almost see the light at the end of the tunnel. That's the good news. I can't wait till everybody, myself included, has the vaccine and we're back to life as normal, at least as, as close to as normal as we can get. So as I say, as I, as I have been saying the past year during every episode of my podcast right at the beginning, I always am thinking of you, wishing you well, hope you are happy, healthy, safe, and sound. Hey, welcome to Bob Cargill's Marketing Show, episode 123, and welcome to my very special guest, Angela Pitter. Yes, thank you, Angela, so, so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited, and I'm going to introduce you briefly, and then I'm going to toss you a question, which I've already prepared you for. It's the question I always ask my guests right at the top of the show to tell my audience all about yourself, but let me just tell them a little bit about you first. Angela is CEO of Livewire Collaborative, and Livewire Collaborative is a digital marketing consultancy. Angela and her company helps business owners and executives to tap into digital marketing solutions that unleash their brand's full potential and help them use social media to connect, collaborate, and convert their target communities. I know Angela because she and I have appeared in a number of panel discussions together. We kind of travel in the same circles, Angela. We both do a lot of social media, marketing, et cetera. And I said to myself recently, you know, I need to ask Angela if she can come on my podcast. But folks, Angela is a very, very busy woman. Um, and I, you know, we had to wait until you were free, quite frankly, Angela. I'm so happy you are free today. Yeah. Um, I'm so lucky. And so is our audience. If you don't mind that first question, tell our audience Bob Cargill's Marketing Show's audience all about yourself. What brought you to this point in your career? So I actually started out, you may not know this, I started out in high tech and I spent 25 years in high tech. I'm one of the um, many in New England that worked at Digital Equipment Corporation, DEC. I remember digital, yes. Yep. <laughs> and then compact bought digital and then HP bought compact. So through all of those, I was there. So my um, my fun fact is three companies, seven locations, one job interview. That is, uh, yeah, that's uh, a lot of, uh, but with a one job interview. So you, once you got the job, you moved around quite a bit. Exactly. Within. And I never interviewed again. Were you out at the mill in Maynard for a while? No, or? I actually started in Shrewsbury and then was in Marlboro. And actually, I think those are the, there was one other location. No, it was mostly, it was Shrewsbury and, and, and Marlboro. Yep. So I I remember Deck very well. Any any one of us who, who's been around long enough in the, these parts remembers digital. Ken Olson, that was a famous yeah. company. Didn't, was, did they invent the first, 
computer or something like that? Oh, or? it wasn't the first computer, but definitely um, they were in terms of um, the computing power. They were definitely number one. So all of um, all of the financial industry worldwide had a um, had a um, it was Bax was the was the was the name of the server with the VMS operating system. You know, I had a friend who worked at Digital, and I would go to um, not the mill. I'm trying to think, Marlboro, I think the location. And I remember it was one of the first times. I mean, we're going back decades, mm -hmm. but that I had seen so many cubes. You know, that was like a they called it like a cube farm, meaning all the cubicles where the workers sat. I mean, yeah, it was they like, hired. I want to say at their at their highest point, they had probably like two hundred thirty thousand folks in Massachusetts. They were the number one employer. That's amazing. Very impressive. Yeah. You So I was looking at your background. I, I say we travel in the same circles and we do today, but back in the day, if you will, decades ago, I noted your experience was a lot. It looked like technology and science. Yeah. I went to Boston University College, uh, College of Engineering. So that's how I started out. I was doing the engineering thing and then I pushed over um, doing program management, uh, delivering, you know, global products and services. So I, I did that and then kind of moved into sort of a program management training role. Um, and then finally left, like I said, 25 years later. And then it was kind of like, well, now what am I going to do? So I was kind of looking at education. I was looking at healthcare, but I kind of want to do, you know, you know, but it comes, comes to find out it was like, those were the two least places that were sort of you know, they were definitely not at the forefront of technology, especially in particular education. But I kind of stuck around in the education in the sense because I actually then, um, 2009 or actually, yeah, 2010 is when I decided to run for school committee here in Newton. So I'm looking around, I'm thinking, all right, there's about 90,000 residents here. I'm not trying to door knock. I don't even like people that much. So what are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Social media, enter Facebook. <laughs> and back in then, 2008, you could ring, run any kind of political campaign. You could do anything, say anything, reach anybody. There were like no limits with Facebook. Um, and then so once I got elected, I started actually working with other local um, political campaigns, helping them use social media to sort of generate that awareness for their community. Um, but then I quickly realized, one, politics doesn't pay. And two, the folks that really need this is, you know, small and mid-sized businesses. So I kind of pivoted, launched LiveWire Collaborative 2012 and never looked back. So I work with small and mid-sized businesses some larger nonprofits, and it's all about how to get them from that Facebook like to actually converting and, and get them to your either to deliver your, um, to buy your product or, you know, or your service, whatever it is. Um, and so I've been doing that for a minute now and I, and I love it. And yeah. thanks to COVID, you know, they say necessity is the mother of invention. I actually pivoted a little bit and added a new line of services where I'm providing uh, virtual meeting and virtual conference experiences as well. You are an entrepreneur, Angela, among 
other things. And, and I, again, looking back at your background, I thought, oh, you know, Andrew and I were, you know, speakers and panelists and mm-hmm. social media consultants. But then I look and, you know, first of all, your technology background, then yes, you seem to be involved in many organizations around town locally, which I admire and respect you for because not everybody that's a small percentage of people who, who do that kind of thing. Right. Clearly you give of your time, you're generous with your time. You've been a school committee member and also the Chamber of Commerce yes, board I'm member. Yes, the board of the Chamber of Commerce. Yes, I am, yeah. That's amazing. Um, and I'm gonna right away congratulate you um, on maybe your most recent award, but for all I know, you've won a few more since. <laughs> but I don't think it was that long ago, a few weeks ago, um, you were named one of the 50 most influential business people of color and congratulations, Thank you. kudos, props. <laughs> Tell us, if you don't mind, a little more about that. That seems to me to be a very prestigious award. Yeah, so so what it was is really, it was kind of looking at, you know, there's, um, they've always had these kind of award lists, so to speak, um, you know, highlighting folks in Boston, but it was kind of like, you know what? Everybody's not in Boston. <laughs> so then they decided, you know, so the, the organization Get Connected with, uh, which can, Colette Phillips leads, um, you know, came to the chamber. It's like, yeah, we like to do one um, sort of come up with an award program for the greater Boston area and highlight the leaders, um, not only in business, but also nonprofits as well. And that's how that kind of came about. So that was actually um, really exciting, actually really exciting to see the other people of color that I didn't even realize were like literally in my backyard. Um, That was a good thing. outstanding company you you keep and and I know all 50 of of the folks who received that that award those honors are impressive I am proud and honored to know you and have you as my guest on my show um tell us so let's if you don't mind we're going to kind of skip by the the digital uh, days. Absolutely. Um, yeah, because we're here to talk about marketing and social media. Yeah, let's um, get to the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, and social media has only been around 15 or so years. Yeah. You jumped on it early. I jumped on it early. Um, tell me what you've seen since whenever you said you started doing the Facebook and, mm-hmm. and social media thing. What You've seen a lot of changes. as A lot and- of changes. So I LinkedIn was actually the first network that came out. I think it was 2003. And then Facebook, I can't remember when Facebook was, 2005 or something like that. 2006, I believe, for, well, yeah, for us. Know, if you were in college. Um, yeah, exactly. Well, I I'm wasn't thinking you weren't. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> college years were way before. <laughs> Um, anyway, um, you know, and then obviously followed by, I mean, and somewhere in there, I think Twitter came out right behind them. And then yep. finally with um, Instagram and then all the other ones that since um, 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 surface, including, you know, my son's love TikTok. Um, but, you know, so what I would say is, you know, they're the, you know, and some have come and some have gone. I mean, for example, Vine was here. And yes. Now, and, and you know yeah. what? I loved Vine. I actually yeah. had a lot, a lot of fun with it. Built their whole whole business around Vine. And when Vine disappears, their business disappeared. And, you know, that's a lesson learned. I mean, and I always tell people, do not build your whole business on a platform. You build your business on the property you own. And the property you own is your website. Everything else is lease property. (laughs) You don't own it. So Facebook makes a change and Facebook has made many changes. And, you know, when they first made um, that big change um, back in what was that? Mm. Now, 
2018 when they first, you know, oh, the big algorithm change, algorithms and all the yep. security stuff. You know, a lot of companies fell right on their face because that was their platform. They built up mm-hmm. everything on that platform. Even now with all the ads changing, right, with iOS and you know, people opting out and you not be able to target them. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they can pull the rug out from under you. So you absolutely got to go and have your full website built out. And you better be doing some email marketing because you own your email list. So at the end of the day, email still converts, frankly, better than social media. So you better have an email list going on in the background. So, so this is fantastic advice from you, Angela. And I told you earlier, when I finish, when we finish the show, I often will clip some highlights into me that I can predict that would be one of them that I know there are going to be many of them. But when you said build uh, you you're on your own property, not least property is where you should put you know, the, the bulk of your time or at least, yeah. you know, because you, you don't want the rug to be t- pulled from underneath you, which the social media properties can do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great advice. And it, it's ironic, people like you and me, people probably think we're only preaching social media, but no, we're, we're not overlooking traditional yep. marketing principles. And that is, you know, your home base is your owned property, your own website. And then you mentioned email marketing too. Yep. 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 And I bet you <laughs> before 2020, before the pandemic hit, I bet you there wasn't a business around who wished they did not focus more on their email list. Yeah, because when stuff shut down and you were shuttered, that was the number one way to get back out to everybody real quickly. Absolutely. Well, you own it, and this is your community. These mm-hmm. are people who have given you permission to yep. to communicate with them. Right. So, absolutely, you have to start there. Your your website, email marketing, and hey, let's not forget, you know, offline. Uh, again, before the pandemic, you know, a lot of networking events. Yep. Now it's been virtual, but we're still networking. We're using direct mail still that yeah, I've heard. Get mail and every day. Yeah, it, it still works. And if anything, it stands out more than ever because we don't get as much of it. Exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah. And the other thing I would say about social media is there's always gonna be a new one, right? There's always gonna be a new platform. When there was Instagram, we were like, oh yeah, it's Instagram. And then there was Snapchat. I'm like, oh yeah, there's Snapchat. Now there's TikTok. You're like, oh yeah, there's TikTok. But here's the thing, right? When I remember when Instagram first came out, I mean, it was, a big, it was like, oh, that's the teeny boppers, the, you know, the youngsters on it, the millennials on it, whatever, like basically the 20 year olds, right? But guess what? Right now, 2021, the oldest millennial turns 40. They're still on Instagram, right? But the 40 mm-hmm. year olds on Instagram alongside the 20 year olds, two complete different markets. So the other lesson there is people will age in place on the platform. So while it yeah. may not be your target market when it first comes out, like TikTok, but you better, again, claim your spot. So grab your URL, even on TikTok, yep. because those little teeny boppers are too, one day going to be old farts like us turning 40 and still <laughs> on TikTok. <laughs> Angela, more great advice. And I say some of these platforms, if not all of them, to a degree can be age agnostic because you never know you know, sure, we generalize and we do have data that says certain ages tend to monopolize, if you will, certain channels. But as you just pointed out, we grow up on those channels. And before you know it, then, hey, there are older people on those channels. Exactly. 
and I always point to people like yourself and myself. Um, hey, we're there. We're we're you know experimenting. So and and maybe even using some of them for business. So there's probably a bunch of others our age as well there. And I say to clients, test and learn. And yeah. you know, as you said, claim your space, claim your URL, your domain. See if your audience is there. If they're not, okay, spend your time elsewhere. But if they are learn these channels and, and make sure you're not overlooking the opportunities that are there. Yeah. 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 What is your favorite social media channel? Oh, is there one? LinkedIn hands down is my number one go-to. Well, number one. T- tell us why. I mean, I, I well, might so be able to I guess, but. Me personally, I mean, not personally and professionally, I just like it better. So personally, I like it. Professionally, I like it because it's B2B, right? It's the only platform which where the focus is business to business. Not that you can't be B2C. You absolutely should be on there, even if you're B2C. If you're a baker, like say you focus on wedding cakes, you know, everybody in your ecosystem, you want to connect with the photographer, you want to connect with the hotel managers, you want to connect with everybody, the florist, because, you know, you're referring each other. So you can build up your referral. So from, from, a, from an ecosystem standpoint, you're going to be doing that B2B referral, even though your end goal is B2C. So you definitely know either way can't negate the platform. I find it's less um, spammy, although that's not proven to be true lately. I think with 2020, a lot more people jumped on the platform. Um, It's growing at an alarming rate. It's over like the end of 2019, I think it was like 600 and something million. And now it's like 740 million. So it literally went crazy um, the last, you know, 18 months or so. So it's because of that, I think you, you are finding a lot of, you know, pitch masters coming into your inbox and, you know, you'll see that stuff that you normally wasn't seen as much before. Um, but still hands down, if you want to connect with, um, you know, CEO, anybody C-suite, they're all there. You know, all the big nonprofits, they're all there. Um, you know, so anybody you want to meet pretty much, um, the other day I connected, I can't remember the name of the guy, but he, he's an NFL and he's on LinkedIn. So, you know, wow. you try to you find there. I mean, yes. that's the other thing that's kind of amazing. Um, and you know, it's easy to, I find personally, it's easy to sort of make a connection and have a conversation on LinkedIn. And <laughs> here's the hint, here's the thing for social media. Somebody actually sees your content. <laughs> yes. Versus on I, Facebook, Instagram, that algorithm goes, I don't even know where you can't even, not like you can even necessarily guess LinkedIn, but I know for sure when I post on LinkedIn, I'll get thousands of views. I'll post on Facebook and maybe get 10. Yeah, the, the, the Facebook al- algorithm, and I think you pointed out, it changed a couple of years ago and it seems to be gradually getting even worse in terms of day. Yeah, not in favor of businesses. I mean, it, right. I think it's less than 1% right. um, reach. For a yeah. business page, mm-hmm. so so if you have a thousand, uh, if you have a hundred uh, friend followers, uh, likes, if you will, you know one person, if you're lucky, yeah, is gonna, gets to see, it. see like, it. Like unless yeah. you pay, and so yeah, it's pay is completely pay to play. Now, if you are gonna pay, that is one of the better platforms. You will get your bang for your buck. You know if you know what you're doing. Um, well, they is, have great data. And, yeah, and they have great data. Um, so the targeting is precise. Right, so the targeting is good. But you know what? LinkedIn targeting is getting better. And LinkedIn, yep. um, the LinkedIn, LinkedIn ads are actually 
going declining, the price is declining. Once upon a time, like nobody would touch LinkedIn ads. It was so outrageous, but they're definitely falling into place. I wish you could do LinkedIn ads from a personal profile. I, I believe you can right. only do them from a business company page. page. Yeah, yeah I wish they opened that. it up to... To, so, because my example, I'm a small business, you know, four years on my own now since I left the, the corporate world, if you will. And, you know, all my, my, my audience is from my personal profile. Now I've started up a company page, right. but I'm thinking, do I work on that and build up an audience? And then yeah, advertise? Because they made, that's the one thing. So I actually, like you, didn't initially have a company page. I literally launched it at the beginning of 2020 because I saw all the changes that LinkedIn was implementing on the company page. Like ah. they is, is so like 10 times better than it used to be. And that's why I did it. I mean, so you can invite your connections yeah. and now look at the, the followers and see who they are. You can connect mm -hmm. with your followers and highlights your, you know, all the content is actually real cool. So now it'll show you the content with the shares and you can sort it that way is what I should say. You can mm -hmm. filter it. Um, by all different, you know, options, um, you know, and if you're a, um, a corporation, it'll, it'll, if your employee tags you or whatever, it'll highlight that and you can sort, sort that as well. Um, you can celebrate, again, as a company, if you're a huge company, you can celebrate milestones. It shows you all of that. So yeah, I was yeah. just working with a um, company just last week and, you know, one of their employees hit the 20th um, anniversary and it, LinkedIn show that I'm like, hey, you need to congratulate her, you know, so it just makes it so easy for you um, to really engage with your audience um, on the page where you weren't able to do before. LinkedIn is very good at prompting users to take action. You mentioned right. wishing people happy birthday or right. congratulating people on a job anniversary, yep. if you will. Yep. And I, you know what the birthday thing? I find people respond better because Facebook does that too. Oh but, yeah, I know uh, that. Yeah. On LinkedIn, I find people really respond more than they do on Facebook. So people, do we, are we in agreement that if someone's listening, they don't use LinkedIn too much, ideally it would benefit them if they take advantage of these, these cues from the channel and engage because you never know where that one birthday greeting wish or congratulations is going to lead. It might lead to another conversation. It might lead to a job opportunity. Yeah, yeah. And so it makes you easy. So you need, especially now, everything's online, right? So you need even more touch points. They used to say 14 touch points, maybe it's more like 17, 18, 19. So everything, you know, everything you do, you know, every time you somebody um, likes your post, that's a touch point. You say happy yeah. birthday, that's a touch point. You comment on their thing, that's a, that's a touch point. So you want to get as many touch points as you can so you can stay top of mind. So Angela, I love LinkedIn as well. Uh, I'm on it every day. I'm, I'm probably on most of the major social media channels every day. But where I will say I, I think I spend the most time is Twitter. Are you mm. on Twitter much? What do you think about Twitter? So I was at one time on Twitter a lot more than LinkedIn. But I kind of find now of all the social networks, Twitter is the spammiest. And I think the election in the last four years had a I lot know. to do with that. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of turned me off. But now that things kind of maybe are going back to normal, I'm going to get back in there because I've always loved Twitter. It's There's fun. So much things you can do on Twitter. It's so much yeah. to talk about. Talk about being able to literally touch that CEO. 
like anybody be able to connect with them follow you them Tweet you can them, tweet like, the president whatever. of the United States. You can for customer service. I mean, JetBlue. Let me tell you how many times um, flight delay can't find the luggage. If you tweet JetBlue, they have phenomenal Boom. customer service. Yes. So I like never get in line and go to that counter. I tweet them every single time, and they respond literally in minutes. In that's minutes. a that's a secret. Us social media power users know that if you want good customer service. Bring it public on Twitter. Most of the companies usually. Most, seem- not all of them. Not in like, like, for example, I you know have done that. For example, with American Airlines, and they came back a week later. I'm like, I'm not even in the airport anymore. <laughs> what is, what, why are we having this conversation? <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the advice to companies is this is public brands and businesses, so you you should be paying attention because if yeah. people are complaining about you, yeah. you know, come down from the ivory towers and 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 yeah. respond to them because it's public and that criticism other people are seeing and it could hurt your business if, right. if you're not responding. Um, and that's how all customer service should be, whether it's yeah. public or private, respond right away because that can make a difference between success and, you, and failure. And, and Twitter is also the great, the best tool if you want to stay on top of your competitors. Any yeah. breaking news is happening on Twitter, number one, anything yep. in the world is going to happen on Twitter. So That's what I like, the trending... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, news yeah. and and if you see someone mentioned you, you're hoping it's nothing negative you know you quickly yeah. click and see how the person's doing what what happened to the person yeah. you know the famous you know people uh celebrities uh politicians mm-hmm. um like you say breaking news stories sporting yeah. events yeah. um put a list bro- put all your competitors on a list and at a glance you can see what's happening <laughs> Angela, I do that now. I have a lot of lists and I take pride in the list I keep. So I got to look at your list because uh, <laughs> I tell my clients they can look at each other's list if they're public. Yep. Uh, you can look at other people's lists and it will help you curate. So let's say you're a bank and, and you want to look at how the competition is doing, create a private list of other banks and follow them and see what they're doing on social mm-hmm. media. Or if you like me and you, uh, we might be researching a certain category of business. So we, you know, colleges and universities. So you you put hundred colleges and universities on a list and right. it can be public or private. Mm-hmm. I also find when I put individuals on a list, they notice and yep. they follow back. And yep, you know, sure it's a good do. way to get people's attention. You talked yep. about those touch points. I yeah. like that uh, when you said a certain number of touch points in order to get people's attention. Mm-hmm. Hey, I also know you do a ton of video. You you aren't um, like me. You're not shy. You in front of a camera. Yeah. You're great in front of a camera. You're yeah. you're great in front of an audience. Um, you do a lot of live video. So I'm curious uh, about that experience uh, on social media. Yep. So the one place Facebook does work is Facebook Live. <laughs> so if you're gonna do something on Facebook, go live on Facebook. That's the way, you know, to get your attention, organic reach, that's the only place that, you know, you can almost get it for free, so to speak, is to go live on chat. So I use Facebook and Facebook groups, actually, so in combination of going live, or you can go live in your group and give, a, you know, your community their own private experience, um, if it's a private group. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's all about, video in general is all about repurposing. And live content is great because you can actually repurpose it a million different ways. Like, mm-hmm. so this, so like, for example, so you can do a Zoom like we're doing and shoot it live on Facebook. And then with Zoom, you get, you're going to still get the, um, the video file. You're going to get an audio file. 
So if you do a podcast, you can convert that into your audio file. If you use, um, what's that to Otter AI, if you connect that behind, you ever use that? No. What? So there's a tool called Otter AI. Otter AI. Right. And so that's Otter, like O-T-T-E-R? dot AI, right. Okay. So you connect that to your Zoom. And if you record in the cloud, it gives you the text. It converts. It does the, um, the audio to text conversion. The, yep. The captions. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Basically, the whole, yes. The whole, yeah, so basically a transcript. The transcript. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. 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 And then you can take that transcript and make your blog post. Wow. See, that's, that's brilliant. That's um, slicing and dicing, um, repurposing right. the big chunk of content. Right. Into... And then of course you could then, you know, you know, this format landscape can go right up on YouTube. Um, it can go right up on IGTV supports landscape as well. Um, and then you could do all the snippets you want and do stories. Like there's not a platform today where you can't do a story, right? You can do Facebook stories. You can do Instagram stories. You can do LinkedIn stories. Yeah. So, um, and then, you, you know, meant, of course, you, you meant, I think you didn't mention Twitter. You got fleets. Oh, on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Twitter, like They're that. all coming it's out with these things. Like, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. tell, so, so not everybody knows about stories. Like they, I, that was not in a, one of the questions I planned to ask you, but I love the direction we're going with this stories. I love because it's ephemeral content. It comes mm -hmm. and it goes and, right. I, and I don't want to steal your thunder. I want you to talk about it, but Personally, I use it uh, stories on on quite a few of the channels as often as possible. Tell people about stories and why you think, if you agree with me, they're they're they're, they're worth use doing. It's all about, I think, a couple of things. I mean, you can use story to tell a story, right? So if you um, if you're getting ready for a launch, for example, you can use stories to kind of keep people like keep them guessing right to the launch, right? Especially if it's a surprise launch. So you can kind of piece out that content. And like you said, it's a thermal, it'll be gone in 24. Is that almost fear of missing out, right? The FOMO thing. Yes. Um, and that's why I think it's good. So there's, you know, so, so you could actually, I think the stories is the right name for it because it is often people are sharing their journey. Um, so you get a whole different insight. The behind the scenes content is great for that. So um, is it a whole, I almost think about like a Susie Zimmerman, I'll use the phrase a neighborhood and it is like another neighborhood. So even if you're on Facebook, you're on Instagram in the regular feed stories is a whole nother name because there's people that will come on. They only want the story. They're not even checking their news feed. They're only right. checking stories. That's the well, only type of content they really engage. So stories appear. It, yeah. Sorry. At the ahead. top of the feed. So, right. so it's hard not to notice. Yep. And, and like you said, you know, a lot of people aren't going to scroll. They're just going to click at the top and, and yep. see what people are doing. And a journey, you use that term. I use that term a lot. Um, my clients, when they're new to all this, they don't necessarily get it right away that, right. oh, you mean anything I'm doing or, you know, at least anything I'm doing with regard to my business, people are going to be interested. And, and I'll say, yeah, and many, you know, you they're fans. They're they're passionate about you and your business. Am, am I? What what would you say yeah, to that? They're more. Um, so we always like to use these phrases, right? B to B, B to C, but it's really H to H, human to human. You do business with people you know, like, and trust, and by giving them that peek behind the curtain, you're inviting them in, and that builds that trust. And so that's what stories really does. It gives them another peek into you, 
you, the person. Um, and, you know, and that's what they'll remember when it comes time to make the purchase, frankly. Because like, yeah, I know that guy. I trust that guy or that gal. You know, of course I'm going to buy from her. Angela, that's one big reason I do a lot of social media on my own. I don't have a big budget. I really have no budget for, for advertising. Um, we've been in a pandemic, so there's no in-person events. Right. <laughs> so, so how do we increase awareness? Well, I try to do these stories a lot. I try to stay conspicuous in my presence on social media so mm -hmm. that people see me and kind of, again, I love the way you're describing it, but I try to give them, as you said, the peek behind the curtain, hoping <laughs> they'll like what they see. They get right. to know me and- like you said, you get to know somebody, if you trust them, you're going to be likely to do business with them when right. that time comes. Right. Yeah. Because not always, you know, the winner is not the, always the one with the more features or, you know, the best price. You know, it comes down, a lot of times it's come down like, I like that guy. I'm going to buy from him. That's awesome. Yeah. Angela, and that's the social and social media, which yes, a that, lot that's of, exactly right. a lot of companies, you know, they try to use it unfortunately, like other marketing channels, you know, right. just, you know, click here, right. watch One this, way. read, read this, and, and they don't share personal, right. they don't share the human side of their brands. Right. And if you look at it, I, I bet you, hands down, if you, if, you know, if a company sort of looks at their content, the content that's more personal, where they're featuring employees or talking to an executive, having, you know, a panel or something, I bet you hands down that content performs way better than all of the salesy kind of stuff. Totally. Totally. Well, you know, frankly, that's why I do something like my podcast. Number one, I love meeting people. I was telling you when I do these interviews, I get to know people so much better than, right. you know, the five minutes we have at our uh, networking events, you know, with a lot of noise and distractions right. or on yeah. Zoom um, when we don't have much time at all. I interview somebody. Yes. First and foremost, I get to know them, but Secondly, of course, you do this as well. We're creating content and you yeah. put this out there and it's people, you know, getting a peek behind the scenes. Number one, we're, we're doing this just me and you. There's no live audience, but we're going to share it. So mm -hmm. that's good content for us. They get to see how much we know about uh, what we do for a living and they get to see, do I like them? And we, we hope to be popular, right? right. <laughs> we, popular. We, we hope that everyone says, yeah, I like Angela. Yeah, I like Bob. I'm going to hire them both. Hey, and they, they'd be getting a dynamic duel then. They'd be getting sure a, a superpower between mm -hmm. your superpowers. And I like to think I have some. Superpowers. Everybody <laughs> has superpowers. <laughs> what do you think of my homemade sign back here? I love it. There we go. <laughs> Angela Pitter. <laughs> yes. Yeah, talk about very little budget. Hey, I'll tell you, I, that sign, I just bought it at a local uh, store, you know, not for too many dollars, but I, I put your name on it and, and your your name's in lights. It's, yeah, it's battery powered, it lights up. Um, and, uh, and I, I, cool. I didn't even notice the lighted part. Is yeah, lit. yeah, it's lit up. Does it change color? Uh, no, I, that, that would would have cost me more. When, <laughs> when I get a sponsor for my podcast. Maybe. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so... We hope, uh, I hope, and I know you inspire me and I hope I inspire some people and, and we both teach social media, but we have to get our knowledge from somewhere, inspired from, from somewhere, not just, it's not all, yeah. it doesn't just come from within. So I'm curious who you listen to or watch or read. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of, you know, how-to content because you always need to figure out how do I do this or how do I do that? <laughs> so 
like social media examiner is like number one. I just mm. love them. Um, I actually subscribe to them. They have, they do a weekly podcast. They do everything. So great. They always bring in great, you know, experts across the board. Um, so I learn a lot from there. Um, Facebook, I love uh, Mari Smith. Um, she's also. Yes. Yes. Uh, yep. And, um, and, and there's another guy, John Loomer, who's all about. I know him. Yeah. Facebook I haven't ads. heard his name mentioned in a while, though. I'm so yeah. glad you brought he's him still up. out there. He's still yes. out there. Yeah. Yeah. And so like all around people like Dennis, you, he's out there. He does a lot of stuff. Larry Kim with the bots. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. And he's uh, always talking about um, Pinterest. I like, so I, I, have a, I, I, I follow people by the, the by the platform. <laughs> so pictures I like um, Jeff C. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing his name like it's S-I-E-H. It's okay. Not, yeah. He's I'm like, not sure how to pronounce that he's either. He's a bearded but... Pinterest guy, like, okay. like the, only, <laughs> the only guy out there on Pinterest that's talking about Pinterest <laughs> all the time. And, and Fitz, uh, Patrick, Peg, Peg Fitzpatrick as well. She's another one that okay. um, she does a lot of stuff, but Pinterest is one of the ones that she often talks about. And then for um, LinkedIn, there's so many on LinkedIn. Um, Vivica Van Rosen, Ma- Maloney, Daddario. Um, there's just so many people on LinkedIn. Uh, Judy Fox, uh, yep. Fox Rocks. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you so know funny. a lot. You you know them all, and some I don't know. So yeah. some I'm going to have to write yep. after this podcast yep. today. Yeah, go, Instagram. Go. Um, Susie B, uh, Susie Zimmerman is big on Instagram. She's actually local here to Boston. Uh, Twitter. Do you know Madeline Scar? 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 Yes, yeah. yes. She does a Twitter everybody. chat. Yeah. Yeah, yes. she's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then tools, I love Ian Cleary and um, Steve Dotto because Steve Dotto is the boomer. He's yep. he's writing all content for you, like the great. What's his What's his podcast now? Gray something. Yeah, it's a new I podcast. Not... But he's definitely trying yes. to get the older folks. And then, as far as SEO analytics, you know Neil Patel, Dennis. Yep. Eastman, his yeah, his blog them. is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You were rattling off names. You're a wealth of knowledge. I I knew that, but I. Yeah. I now anyone who's listening or watching who, who didn't know you before, which is probably few and far between, but they they now know you, Angela, and yeah. how much you have to to offer. Um, so 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 much. Um, you've accomplished. You know, you're very modest too, very humble. You've accomplished a ton in your career. And like, I, it's almost like you had the two careers, right? Kind mm-hmm. of, sort of the 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 you know in in the computer industry and right, yeah, and and now you know you actually have this combination of skills because it's I'm guessing you know technology really really well but you're technology great for me is the secret sauce I mean I'm always trying to work smarter not harder and you know especially you know when this pandemic came around yeah if you weren't on zoom you were out of luck yep and you were out of luck unfortunately and, you know, we knew it quite well you maybe yep. more than I but but I was very comfortable with it and and uh have enjoyed Mm-hmm. Um, believe it or not, you know, spending so much time on it. I don't mind. I, I want to be out more. I want to see more right, people exactly. in person, but a combination, you know, of being able to do, um, you know, some teaching or some client work yeah. from home here and there um, now and again, is not, you know, it can relieve the, you know, long commutes and, and all that time we spend in our cars. But yeah, I, I, I like a little of both the in-person and the, the virtual, but where I was going is, um, You've accomplished a, a ton, uh, an enormous amount, and um, many more mountains to climb. I know, um, but I'm curious what your biggest accomplishments uh, or highlights uh, have been 
up so to I, now in your career? I think for me this year, the biggest thing, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, is adding in sort of that virtual meeting, virtual conference. So uh, one of the reasons why we couldn't meet until now was I was working with a, a local um, nonprofit who had typically had an annual conference um, face-to-face and they wanted to bring that online. So we worked together and I uh, produced for them a four-day conference. Oh, wow. And um, it was a lot of work, but it was actually fabulous, if I do say so myself. <laughs> I believe it. If you <laughs> had anything to do with it. That's the highlight. Um, and so there, you know, there was a lot of technology involved with that. Uh, but, you know, the, here's the thing. Technology is, if there's something going to go wrong, it's going to be the technology. And so one of the things that the, uh, the client wanted, they wanted to make sure we sort of had the backup plan to the backup plan to the backup plan. So one of the things we did using Zoom was I set up a virtual help desk. So I had a Zoom that was literally running all day that we manned. And if anyone had any problems with the conference platform or getting into the sessions or they needed to know anything, you'd be surprised the calls to what came into it. Um, they were able to jump into the Zoom help desk and we were able to help them out. And what a great idea. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, basically, you know, that's, if you, if you think about the online experience, that's the thing that pisses you off the most. Like, I'm trying to attend this conference and I can't, like, for whatever yeah. reason, I can't get in or it's dropping me, I'm getting the boot. Like, that was, that's the number one thing that people don't like about being online. So when it doesn't, the tech doesn't work. Well, exactly. I don't know what the exact expression is, but, you know, technology is great. It, it, something like it, except Until when it doesn't it work. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we, you and I were joking about that uh, phrase, um, I'm on mute or you're on mute, that how many times we've said that ourselves right, or, right. Heard, you know, had to say it to others in the last year. It, it can be very simple things yeah. like your internet isn't working well all of a sudden or yeah. um, microphone isn't working or you know, so many things that can so many, undermine. Everybody's not tech savvy. And this particular organization was one of those where it, was, it literally ran, I would say, 20 to 90. <laughs> it could have been anybody. Um, you know, yes. and I had one guy in the Zoom. He he couldn't even turn, turn the Zoom on. But luckily, <laughs> he actually um, joined with his phone. So I saw the phone number. And then I said, you know what? This is not going anywhere. And I just called him. And I said, hey. <laughs> It's me, the virtual help desk. I'm trying to help you, but you're, you can't seem to work Zoom. <laughs> Someone's probably putting a good highlight reel together somewhere about all the Zoom disasters in the yep, last yep. year. You see them every once in a while on the news. Yeah. Hey, I see a hashtag I have to ask um, about your Ask Angela hashtag. I, I love that. And I think that's great branding because yeah. you seem to have all the answers. And I'm, I'm very serious about that. Is that something you use all the time? I've yeah, noticed I it. it is. That's my, that's my go-to hashtag, ask Angela. Cause um, mm. you know, I, you know, I try to be the problem solver. And again, I think that comes from my tech background. I'm just naturally inclined to try and solve a problem. Like, you know, like this conference, I haven't produced a virtual conference before, but I was determined I'm going to do this. But you <laughs> see what I what it worked out. <laughs> no. And I believe that you did it. And then some, you, I'm guessing exceed expectations in, in all cases, Angela. Um, and I love the, the hashtag because I've been, you know, besides looking at you, I'm looking at your hashtag and the, your, your company name and it's great branding. Yeah. And, and again, you seem to have both the, the left and the right side of your brain 
going. And what I mean by that is left side, I believe is analytic, analytical, right side mm -hmm. is more creative. I've always said I'm mostly creative. Mm -hmm. um, I had one of those tests back in the day where they tell you that, but I'm guessing you're like, you know, strong on all four quadrants, you know, analytical, <laughs> creative. Yeah, definitely I, I leave with analytics. I mean, cause at the end of the day, I have to tell, I always tell my clients, Facebook likes don't pay the bills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, unfortunately. Like, oh, I want to get more likes. Yeah, that's not it. <laughs> Wrong yeah, it's not that easy, and, and yeah. they're not that easy to get nowadays either. Right, and and, that, and frankly, that's not the metric, right? That's, no, it's a vanity metric. Yeah, it, it's and, a vanity it, metric, yeah. so nobody cares, right? And yeah, then, like I you said, and then it's going to disappear, right? They're not going to even show that anymore, so. Mm -hmm. No, yeah. it's, you can't, I, you know, you said a lot of uh, gems. Uh, she had a lot of uh, knowledge with us, dropped a lot of knowledge with us today. Um, we have a few more minutes to go, and, mm -hmm. and I'm sure there'll be even more knowledge dropped um, but, you know, when you said something about, you know, building on your own property, um, be careful how much you bank on that lease property and the lease right. property being social media. It's a great point. I mean, you know, first and foremost, have a great um, owned infrastructure, your website, your email, right. um, know how to, you know, work marketing principles uh, traditionally. Yeah, digitally as well. But the social, I believe strongly in, but you can't rely on that solely mm -hmm. by any means. Nope. No. You, yeah. And it sounds like you would agree and then some. Um, I mean, that's what you stated earlier on, and I applaud you for that. Question, um, we've seen a lot of changes, people like you and I. Um, is there a way to look into the future and, and imagine what is going to happen with social media and marketing? Um you know, I'll, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll go first with a short mm -hmm. answer to that. You know, in the pandemic, I've seen marketing in a good way change. I think it's mm -hmm. gotten softer, more empathetic and in sales. People aren't quite so um, aggressive and cutting to the chase so quickly. I feel like there's more mm -hmm. conversation, mm -hmm. more sensitivity and, and, and softer selling going on. And that's a good thing. Um, but there are many other changes, whether that's going to stick or not remains to be seen. There are many other changes we've seen in the last year or say in the last 10, 15 years. Any predictions for what changes we might see on the horizon? So yeah, I think I agree with you. I think the personalization has definitely um, that has they, that has leveled up. And, you know, and I, and I think, it, again, is about meeting them where they are. Um, and so I, I, I find that brands are, are, are trying to do a better job with that. Um, one of the things that clearly was highlighted with um, this pandemic is security. And I think, you know, that's going to continue to be at the forefront, security, cybersecurity, um, password management. I can't tell you how many times I've yeah. <laughs> worked with clients and they got the same password on the name. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yep, they're going to hack that one and hack them all. <laughs> yep. Right down the line, it's like that. You know, the the the, the deck of cards is just gonna fall, collapse. Um, so I think security is gonna be. I mean, even Zoom, Zoom, so made so many changes this year. You know, the, with the waiting room and the links and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. um, that they, you know, frankly should have had some of it. They had in place. They didn't really like. They, it wasn't obvious. It was there. It was one of those. It wasn't a default. You had to go in there and make it a default. And and some of it they actually they updated. So. I think security is going to continue to be a thing. Um, voice, use of yeah. voice search, you know, Alexa. Oh my God. I'm like, I don't want one of those things in my house, but like <laughs> there's so many different, you know, voice machines nowadays. Um, but I think 
you know, as a marketer, you got to think about how you um, can just kind of use voice, even LinkedIn. I don't know if you remember, um, you probably, I'm sure you've seen this um, with your name, the pronunciation thing. Yes, yes. So was it you who was, told me about that? Or I remember yeah, talking I about, it at, about it but, um, at an event. Cool, right? You can add your name. And of course, you got 10 seconds. So you put in a little bit about your pitch as well. But I think also that works really well um, on LinkedIn is um, voice messaging. Yes. So you do a lot of stuff in your inbox. Do a voice message. I mean, it's I pay more personal. You hear the person's it's personal. You hear the voice yeah. I mean, or a video message, but voice for sure. And then frankly, Clubhouse has capitalized. Yeah, we didn't even mention Clubhouse. Yeah, I, but that's the audio thing coming back. It's like old school radio. <laughs> so I have the Pixel 5. It's an Android. I can't get on Clubhouse right now. Have you? Are you I'm on, on Clubhouse? I'm on it. I'm I'm envious. Wait, but do you have an um, iPad? I do not. No, oh, I have okay. no iOS. Anything. You have, no, okay. <laughs> but you can still, but again, Claim your URL. You can still get on the waiting list and claim your URL. So do that. I should do that. Thank you for Definitely reminding me. Definitely do that because yeah. people are coming on, on dro in drill. Well, I, I like the audio. I mean, that's why I have a podcast. I think, and yeah. And I think one of the, you know, again, I think one of the, what's, what's attractive about it is that it's audio and not video. I think some people would Zoom like, oh, I got to look good. You know, right, right. Look at me, turn my video off, blah, blah, blah. And I think it's just because it's just audio also forces you to tune in a little bit more mm -hmm. i think you know you just kind of you know when you see that zoom screen with the 50 squares oh yeah yeah you just kind of <laughs> do that so there's, there's a psychology behind it which yeah. is is marketing it's part psychology right. and i agree with you on the audio i said to you I, I think i've said it on on here as well as off that when i do these podcasts i i pay so close attention to what my guest is saying right Audio, yeah. If you if you're not listening, you're not you're missing everything. Obviously, yeah. when you're doing audio, there's no other way for it to sink right. sink in, and so it does force you to pay attention. Right. And so marketers who can uh, leverage the right, like you say clubhouse or podcast or oh, podcast. You know, that's why I think podcasts have like quadruple. Like yeah, they've gone bananas. Like not like podcasts just showed up. I mean, we've podcasts been around for a while, but I have to say, in the last two years. It kind of exploded. Exploded. I agree. Yeah. Totally. Really I agree. Yeah. Like, like I remember when blogs came around and unfortunately I, so I'm not in clubhouse early, but I was blogging early, um, podcasting relatively early, not crazy early. Cause I podcasts, I think have been around for like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just started my podcast two, two and a half, three years ago. I can't remember exactly when, but, um, it was, you know, I find it was earlier than some of my peers, but then I hear someone, Oh, I've had once, you know, since, 2005 or whatever 2010. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's been around a long time but i in the last they've taken off in the they've last taken off years. it's just yeah. like like the hockey stick thing yeah 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 Up, upwards yeah. trajectory yeah. yes and I think anything have, else i haven't we haven't covered angela yeah another thing say. i was i was gonna get ready to say is chat box yeah chat box no, is really especially um i mean i think that's definitely a total work smarter not harder tool yeah like you know even the way facebook has implemented how you can kind of set it up the messaging in the background you can yeah when you yep. have a business and, you page know, yep. you know all that cool stuff um on your website you know again yep. a tool quick customer service by building in the bots yep they're auto messaging and auto messaging to... it's like it just makes your life so much easier like you say people aren't taking off uh taking advantage of chat bots they should 
and consumers are expecting that instant gratification, that right. instant communication. So, so it may not be as personal as a real person, but at least it's it's a response right it's a away. Response. Like if I'm looking for X, Y, Z, again, a lot of people are looking for that. How do I do this? Like, so what are those frequently asked questions that set your bot up to answer them all? Yep. No, that's fascinating. And that's, mm -hmm. that's a combination of technology, but also um, coming as close with technology can be um, to being human and mm -hmm. in that you're paying attention and that you're right. responding and that's where expectations obviously are in 2021 yep. um and going forward um people want things immediately <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes i mean look yes. at uh, amazon how that's revolutionized oh uh, yeah retail um now it's e-tail and and you know i have two sons and they're they're buying almost everything it seems from amazon yeah, why, why go to the store there. And all they do is, is spend money. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that, you know, for us marketers and business people, that's a, a good thing. You see the economy rolling, but then mm -hmm. we put on our consumer and, and, and uh, human being hats. We got to keep earning money in order to spend exactly. money. Exactly. <laughs> so you can spend it. You can't spend what you don't earn. That's for oh, sure. Actually, you can, but, you know, you shouldn't. No, no. <laughs> Hey, anything else? Because I'm, 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 I'm very serious. I, I, uh, um, I've run out of questions. I, I mean, no, I, we could I think go we kind of covered it all. I think, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I think you had uh, asked me about the only thing we need to talk about. Is you had asked me about my, uh, <clears throat> my five day LinkedIn challenge. No, you know what? Yeah, was that on my? That is yeah. something yeah. I noticed. Talk about your five day LinkedIn challenge. Thank so you for bringing that up. I started that. I want to say maybe 2018, and it, it's coming to different forms. I've done a 21 day. I've done a five day. I've done a 14 day. I always go back to the five day because because I, I think short and sweet's a good thing. Uh, but it's all about like what's those five things you can do on LinkedIn to just kind of get you going. So for one, I always talk about the top of the fold, right? So when you come to your profile on LinkedIn, that stuff you see right at the top before you scroll down, right? So at the top of the fold, what do you have? You have the photos. You got your professional photo and you have your background photo. But in particular, the background photo, people don't take advantage of that. That's like your number one marketing tool on LinkedIn. As soon as people mm -hmm. pop up, they see that great background. I don't know. I can't even remember the dimensions. It was like 16 by 300 or whatever it is. But it's huge. You're you getting me thinking about mine now. There. You can put your website there. You can put pictures of you in action if you're looking for speaking uh, engagements. Um, you can put your services in there. You can put your hashtag in there. Like you got a whole landscape. You can do whatever. I mean, so that's like, you know, like use it or lose it kind of thing. Like it's, it's real estate. It's prime real estate, actually. <laughs> no, that's great advice. And yeah. and I have taken advantage of it, but I haven't changed it up. And mine's not And you should marketing. change it up because you know what? People notice that. I have to tell people, change it quarterly. Almost think about yeah. seasonally. Uh, update that. Yeah. That's yeah. great advice. Yeah. And then right below that, now you got the headline. And again, it's not the title. It is a headline. It's you thinking about what you do. Yep. Who you do it, who's that audience? And then you got a target, you know, somebody's the book out there, the riches are in the niches. I love it. <laughs> the riches and, um, are and, in the niches. Yes. yes. <laughs> and then the secret sauce, because again, you know, there's plenty of people, LinkedIn marketers like myself out there. How are you doing it differently? What's your secret sauce? Yep. Unique um, selling proposition. The selling prop. That's right. The value add, value, yep. value proposition. So 
So that's like the top of the fold. Now you go below the fold, there's other stuff. Like so right below the about section. Oh, and the about section, I forgot that. So that's right there. That's next, right after the headline. And that's where you actually go into even more detail about the what, the who, the how, right? And it, and it, and it gives, gives the opportunity to start to tell your story. Because the rest of the LinkedIn, let's face it, the rest of the profile almost resembles the resume. But this yeah. section is not the resume. This is a section where you kind of mix up all those features, especially if you've been in business for a while. I've had many clients that, you know, been in business 20, 30, 40 years, right? They've done so much. What are those key things? Like, what are those key skills that keep coming back? What are the themes? Like, and kind of use, like, weave it all together. Like, don't make people guess. Like, so many people put the, you know, put like a little piece of it and you don't get the before, you don't get the after. Put it all together, tell the story, and then close it with a call to action. So they actually spend time and read the about, which they may or may not do, but hopefully you make it interesting enough that they'll stick around. What's that next thing you want them to do? You want them to call you. Then you want them to email you, connect with you on LinkedIn. Like, what is it? Have a call to action. So that Angel, was going, yep, go ahead. No, go ahead, you. Go ahead. And then now you're going to go further a little bit down. So right below that about is that experience section again. It does, that is the area that most resembles the resume, but even then as a business owner, think about how you can sort of highlight all of those different services. So for example, many people have been in business, again, back to the example, 20, 30 years, right? And they'll just have one box that says owner and like a little description. Break that out. If you have five different services, break yeah. it out so that you list the title becomes the service. That's a little trick. Use the service and make that your title. And then within that, then you could add, um, you know, you could add um, rich media. So you can link to a, a, a video or yep. you can upload a photo or whatever mm -hmm. and kind of highlight that service and make it more three-dimensional by adding the media. And so that's a way to kind of break out that 20-year, 30-year blurb. Um, and then make, think about, be a little bit more thoughtful about it. And then finally, way, way, way down at the bottom of the profile, uh, the, the day five is all about projects and publications. And people kind of use that interchangeably. And a lot of times, like if you have a blog series, you can put that in publications. Um, sometimes people use their podcast series, they highlight that. Or, um, you know, projects, sometimes they talk about their big events where they were a panel, where they were talking. Or um, sometimes if they have courses, they'll put that in projects. So they kind of use projects and publications um, interchangeably, but it's the area where you can highlight your work is think about it as your portfolio. Um, that's really the way to view that. And then what's nice about it, whether it's projects or portfolios, if you actually work with it, do other creators, you can actually, if you're connected to them on LinkedIn, you can add in those creators as well. And that actually gives it more social proof, so to speak, when mm -hmm. you actually see other people there that worked on that so, project. So tell us, especially those who haven't heard of this five-day challenge, is this something that's ongoing? Is this something that people sign up for? What, what, so, how does so, it work? Yeah. So it, it's not ongoing. It, it just happens when Angela decides she wants to do a challenge. But right now we want to kind of roll the clock back. If you go to my uh, Instagram um, at Angela Pitta Speaks um, and go to my IGTV, you will see um, a five-day challenge. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So you can go. I there. find that fascinating. And it sounds like a very unique program that, that you've 
put together yourself here. Right. Uh, yep. Yeah. Right. I mean, and, and, and you, in, you in just fact, rattled it off. That is, I, I converted it into, I had um, this summer, I did a seven day mastermind. And so part of that challenge and with other, because it was seven days now, not five. <laughs> yeah. It was actually it was seven weeks. It was all, uh, it was, it, it was, it was quite um, an effort. Um, and that's going to actually end up getting um, converted into a course. Wow. So, 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 so keep your eyes peeled for that. Hopefully I will get my act together and launch that for May. And I'll have a LinkedIn course. Um, oh God, I can't even remember the title now. <laughs> But it's going to be attract, build, and influence. I know that's like sort attract, of the subtitle. Attract, build, and influence. Right. You know, I've learned so much listening to you. And mm -hmm. I'm just one person. Think of all the people who are going to listen to this podcast. We're recording on Friday, mm -hmm. March 26. But let's say this is out there next week, what, uh, the 29th, the 30th, 31st. Mm -hmm. I'll be dropping on YouTube, on LinkedIn, wherever. And so Wherever many people, social media exists. yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's one thing I, I like to think I do well, and you, you do it extremely well, um, but we'll put it out there. So many people are going to hear all these nuggets, Angela. I mean, so I'm someone who does this for a living and I've learned a ton more than what I know. So imagine the people who are just beginning, they're going to be like overwhelmed. It's like a textbook you've shared with us today. Um, you, thank you, thank you. Devising your own coursework. Et cetera, et cetera. I want to wrap by, I neglected to ask you early on, and this will, will be my final question. Uh, I had a few that I had written down, frankly. I told you I ran out of those, but I could keep coming up with them. But we, we both agree we, we got a hard stop coming up. Um, I get a haircut appointment. I don't know about you, but <laughs> and if you look at my hair, it's getting a little long. And so I've scheduled the hair appointment. That's one reason I get to go in a few minutes, to be honest. Um, but I want to ask you how you're doing personally, meaning this has been a tough time yeah. for so many, um, all of us in different ways. Are you doing okay during this pandemic? And yeah, how so, are you? So, so my go-to, one of the reasons I have a hard stop is I have to work out. <laughs> that's important. Wicked and important. so that's what I do. And it's a Zoom workout. Here we go with the Zoom again, but it works. For me. <laughs> yeah. Um, it works for me. And, that, and that's how I, I I keep it together. It's like, I just got to get it all out, work out, and then I'm good to go after that. That's awesome. And I like that you're making that a priority. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm very serious after my haircut, I'm going to go for my run. You, yep. you think, you know, I'm a runner. So that's yep. my workout. And um, I'm going to end my week that way. Uh, I couldn't think of a better way to end my week than doing this podcast yeah. <laughs> and getting this long overdue haircut and then a little run and then maybe relaxing tonight. Um, no, seriously, you've made my my week, Angela, this has been an awesome uh, episode. Um, and I thank you so much for your time. You're a wealth of knowledge and you're also a, a really fun uh, human being to talk with. Back at you, Bob. <laughs> thank you, Angela. You. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for anybody who is watching and, and learning from Angela Pitta and, and, and listening to us. Um, this podcast is available pretty much wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I hope my podcast is one of your favorite ones, especially this episode, episode 123 with Angela Pitter. I will be back with another guest sometime in the near future. So I look forward to talking with you again soon. Um, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we will see you talk to you all again soon. And connect with me on LinkedIn. Yes. Oh, hey, hey, don't go yet. <laughs> Angela, where can they connect with you? 
So connect with me on LinkedIn, Angela Pitter, or Twitter, Angela Pitter, uh, Angela Pitter as well. Um, Instagram is Angela Pitter Speaks, and my Facebook page is Angela Pitter Speaks as well. Connect with Angela. Connect with her. It'll be the smartest decision and, you've ever made online. Angela and I'll find you. <laughs> yeah, no, Angela is great, folks, and and I think uh, you you know that after listening to today's episode. And of course, there, um, I should have mentioned. Of course, there's a website www.livewirecollaborative.com. Thank you, Angela. Spoken like a true marketer. <laughs> and your host should have remembered to, that your host should have remembered to ask you those questions. That's usually my last question. How do people find you? That's one I did not write down. So it didn't come to the top of my head once I was getting ready to close. Um, thank you, Angela. Again, thank you. Thank, thank you, you, listeners. Bob. Have a great weekend. You too, Angela. Bye, everybody.